I am coming at you live from Kansas City. Lenny and I made the trek up here last night. Are you going to spend the whole weekend in KC? No, we're coming back Sunday. So we'll still celebrate the 4th in town. Ah, that'll be fun. Have some barbecue. Yeah, I love Kansas City. I do too. Hello, Bianca. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. How are you? I'm doing all right. What is it like? 6 a.m. there? Feels like it. Jennifer? Harry? What is this hat you're wearing? It is from Macy's Coffee Shop, not the department store, in Flagstaff, Arizona. It's a fantastic place. That is so cool. It's probably not a chain. It's not a chain. It's not a chain. Yeah. It's I mean, not you, Jen, you would never go to a chain coffee shop, right? Oh, are you kidding? I freaking love Starbucks. <laughs> but, oh no, but, you would know. You cross I, a picket line? No. Scab. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, please. I I love all brands, large and small alike. Speaking oh, of. Okay, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy to report that my first six pack of ultra light just came in the mail. Ultra right. I'm sorry. Ultra right light. <laughs> the reason I ordered this is because I ordered it right when it came out. And I wanted to see how long it took them to get the label approval, get the brewing contract, get it. And it. so it took, when did they announce that? Probably yeah, within a week. Within a week. They announced it within a week, and then it is now here. I wanted to taste it. I will note that it is a wrapped, can. Oh. it is not painted, which is, I mean, not surprising. It takes a while to get painted cans. So this is, a, and where is it made? Do we know who makes this? I think, I think it's in Brew Hub. They were going to do, they had a couple places, like one in Chicago that fell through, one in Georgia that fell through. And now I think it's Brew Hub. Brewed and canned by Big Kettle Brewing Company in Lawrenceville, Georgia. So that might be a, that's probably a Brew Hub. Yeah. And so I'm trying to look for the stats on it. I don't, don't see any, I don't see any calories. I see the government warning, which is of course mandatory. No calories, no ingredients, <laughs> no, nothing, no carbs. All right. I'm surprised it didn't explode. <laughs> Me too. Two of the cans were dented. It tastes, it tastes like Bud Light, Miller Light, or Coors Light. So it's just a standard, very standard light, lager, Pilsner beer. All right. That's enough of that. Wasted too much time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to BeerNet Radio. This is our Wednesday warehouse segment where we gather our editors to talk about the week's news. We're, again, recording this on Friday, June 30th, because we'll be out the first two days of next week. So we wanted to get a jump on it. I'm here with Jen Litz-Kirk. I'm here with Jordan Fastball Driggers. I don't know why we call him that. And we have Bianca Bruno joining us as well. So we got a few topics to talk about. Jen, you want to start with, which? what do you want to start with? Let's get Constellation out of the way. They just reported. So let's go ahead and do that. Big quarter. I mean, I, so shipments were better than I think the last quarter shipments were actually down, but they were up 7.5%, even against a tough comp of up 17. And then depletions were up 5.5 for beer. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that was quite what people were expecting. I think people were expecting maybe a little bit more, but then they said on the call that obviously March was a little touch and go, but things have gotten better since. So I didn't get to hear the entire questions. I heard the question session was short because they've had very long preambles the last couple of earnings. It's almost huh. like they're trying to shorten the time for questions. <laughs> Although this That's the oldest do. trick in the book. Yeah, but this I was mean, a victory lap quarter, more or less, right? Yeah. So 
I mean, yeah. it should be. I mean, beer hadn't done that great, and they can. I'm, I'll tell you the stat that jumped out at me was Oro at a quarter yeah. of a share point. That's, yeah, that's in food. Yeah. That's pretty big. And so then you consider that Modelo Especial is doing that well, even with the cannibalization from Oro, which it has to be. Well, you know, I think yeah. that was the most interesting point today on the call was that Bill said that Oro is doing a bit better incrementality wise than they expected. Yeah. And he said they were pleased with it in the test markets last year, but now they're even seeing even better results. Yeah. It wasn't clear, at least I don't think so, what he was talking about with incremental, if it was just to Modelo or the whole entire Constellation beer portfolio, because I would think that would still affect Premier, Corona Light, if he was just talking about Modelo brand family. Yeah. Right. Or maybe too, I mean, between Modelo and Modelo Oro, you would think just from like an intrinsic standpoint, the Modelo Oro would stand to get more Bud Light drinkers because it's a light beer, right? Yeah. So maybe it's getting some of those jump balls, who knows? And make ultra. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But they did say they blamed the slowness on the cold weather in California mm -hmm. in March, but they said after that, trends accelerated. They were up double digits in Texas, Florida. Medela Especial was Texas, Florida, Illinois, North Carolina, and California too. So one like other to humming. Yeah. Yeah. Back to cooking, as yeah. you say. One other thing that I did kind of hear for a second on the QA was that they were working on their price pack architecture. So basically, I guess like a type of mix, kind of like what soda does, to where even if it's a more premium brand any kind of consumer can find something they can afford. So that's kind of interesting, right? Even if it's like a 16 ounce single serve or that sort of thing. So that was that's, interesting. That's very Anheuser-Busch of them. I mean, they have a lot of run room just on physical distribution of all of their brands and effective distribution. And I don't know if these terms still mean anything to anybody, but in my day, physical distribution meant just how many accounts the brand is in compared to total accounts. Effective distribution means how many different packages you have in each account compared to the total mm -hmm. account base. So they have a lot of run room on effective distribution because they still will draft, but even an off-premise, uh, they still lack a lot of the package sizes that AB has. And like I said, I think in the last, maybe in the last podcast that if AB is going to lose shelf space, it's because they're kind of considered overspaced anyway, because they do just have a lot of packages and not all of them are turning super fast. All right. Enough speeches by me. What's the next topic? Let's let's go to Monster Bang. What do y'all say? The Monster Bang marriage. Who would have thunk it? Bianca. <laughs> Bianca, did you thunk it? I mean, a lot of people thunk it just because yeah. of all those bills that Mon bang owes to monster and so now that appears to be happening so this week and their affiliates which, of which there are many entered into an asset purchase agreement with monsters subsidiary it's called blast asset acquisition a very fun energy-esque name and so monster would purchase bang for 362 million and that of course would cover all the bills that bang owns to monster mainly for the back and forth litigation they've had including the trial i covered last year the false advertising case about bang's super creatine was that last year jeez man so it's like it'd be like monster almost getting it for free because yeah. the money that 
they just pay themselves back with the money they paid into bang essentially uh, yeah and i think on top of the litigation fees there was they're on the hook bang is on the hook for like a five percent royalty on all sales to monster and orange bang and i mean who else really wants to bid on that apparently there were other bidders but well yeah there's i mean so the it, it seems to me that the only hip at this point is the ftc because they for any trust reasons they may not want monster owning bang although bangs diminished to the point at this point where it's just not selling almost anywhere it is though still has big brand recognition and it's still a, a positive brand but these other bidders bianca i mean don't they know that they're going to have to pay this royalty that jordan speaks of and that they're going to have to also pay these other big settlements even after their bid is successful i mean it seems like they're just they're swimming against the current they'd be on the hook for sure but in the way the the asset purchase agreement was worded and the kind of notification filed with the bankruptcy court, it basically said that Monster's bid was the only viable one. So if it doesn't get approved and it gets blocked by the FTC, I'm not really sure what the next course of action would be because also today, well, last night they filed a motion to convert the current chapter 11 bankruptcy to chapter seven. That's lights and, out, baby. Yeah. Chap- chapter seven means that there's no going concern. You are selling the trucks. We're selling the tires. We're selling the tools. We're selling the scrap metal in the back of the warehouse or anything that's there is going on eBay, gone, cash on the barrelhead, make your best offer. Not a, we're going nine nights. It's nine night time for the baby bear. Every, I can't think of any more similes, but yes, chapter seven means the banks are saying no mas. Yeah. We are done with this bullshit. Pay us whatever it's worth. We don't give a shit. And that I don't, the FTC is going to have to come up with some pretty compelling reasons to stop such a clean sale. The question to me is, and we've talked about this a little bit, is if Monster is successful, what are their intentions? Are they going to shut it down? Are they going to keep it resurrected at another price point, maybe higher, maybe lower? Are they going to, because that has to go into the FTC's decision. The If Monster's intentions are to shut it down, that decreases competition. And yeah. I don't know if there'd be game for that. So it is, it's an interesting, you know, what the reason we cover it is because Bang was the, is a brand that beer wholesalers built. And so there, there is an interest, but I also think it's an interesting case study yeah. Yeah. of how these, how antitrust works and, you know, how brands just get bounced around. Maybe Pepsi comes in at last minute, and just clear, cleans the whole <laughs> oh, thing. God. Don't even talk about Pepsi, Harry. Yeah, I, I reached out to a wholesaler who effectively used to have Bang, beer wholesaler, and they were like, no, there's still juice to squeeze in that orange. Like, they, oh. you know what? And the more I think about it, the more, look, obviously, proof's in the pudding. Jack O'Walk is not a fantastic businessman, but that doesn't make him an uncompelling character to many people, right? Obviously, says, yeah. So there's still a viable brand there. Oh. Maybe don't kill the brand, right? Well, Monster doesn't. I don't, if I were Monster, I would buy it to kill it. There's, I don't need that brand out there unless they feel that the energy beverage market is large enough now to be able to segment it more and they, and just kind of cover their flank. 
yeah. against other would-be Jack Owoks that might come in and undercut them, that would it'd be a defensive move. We were talking about economy energy brands not long ago, and that could be a move. So do you think there's more concern with Monster getting bigger or Monster just taking it and out of the shutting it down? Yeah. Yeah. Same, Jordan. I'm wondering the same thing. Like, does the FTC see more danger in Monster bringing on a sizable competitor and the market being less competitive that way? Or does the FTC see more danger in them effectively killing a competitor, but the competitor is not even that existing right now? Yeah. Let's keep the metaphors going. Yeah, he's in the ICU. <laughs> he's on life support. He's, his kidneys are just starting to shut down. Yeah. Pulling the plug or making Frankenstein. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Even taking it real far. And do you think they would keep Jack on as like a spokesperson? Is no. there a way no. they keep Jack on? Sadly, no. no. The people who love Jack really love him. Exactly. I mean, that's part of Bang's secret oh, sauce totally. is the people who have heralded Jack Owog. Right. Absolutely. So. No, it, I would love to see Jack return in a big way just for the entertainment value and the memes and the Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think anybody that's going to put that kind of money in it is going to bring him back because he's just so unpredictable. And yeah. Right. There's just right. no... The risk assessment there isn't great. I yeah. mean, I saw him in the flesh in court, and he did not listen to any of his attorneys. So, or He's the judge. like Trump, he just yes. says whatever the fuck he wants. That guy, yeah. no fear. I wish no. I were more like that. Me too, Jen, Harry, Jen, Jen, Dad, Dad. All right. Well, so we move it along to Mulvaneyville. Yeah, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> okay, that's cool. <laughs> I already commented on Fox News. It's on Fox, which it was weird. They just cut it without asking questions. It's just like me talking and it's edited. But there was a no-win situation for Brendan on CBS. Well, I don't know. This Mulvaney video that came out, she clearly made it in response to his morning appearance. And I think for my two cents, which could definitely be wrong, I think it was in response to him calling the can a gift. And that was over the line for her because according to her, she was hired right it's a and brand so, deal yeah yeah it's a brand deal and i think that is that's a significant development in this story yeah i mean i think and, we all assumed it was a brand deal but it had just never been said I, so did it do did it buy ab any points anywhere the appearance on cbs i don't think because so, it, so it, or, or did it harm them i mean i mean like you said jen it got Dylan Mulvaney to make a video that was not flattering and everything she said was absolutely true. But yeah, I think it was at best, it was a neutral and at worst, it actually hurt them more. So yeah, I think it's just them trying to, like he said, just turn the page, write it out and to get back in the public face and just move the conversation along, just keep avoiding, but appearing and hope that it just slowly disappears. But at this point, I don't think there's anything they can do to win over the consumers they lost. They These people, they ask for an apology, but I don't think an apology would do anything. I'm not sure there's anything they could do to oh, and the, and regain. There's nothing to apologize for because then you'd have to explain what you're apologizing for. And then that gets you into very dangerous territory. Exactly. Do we know how the ad was received this week? 
So yeah, there was the new Who We Are campaign, which is showing all the frontline workers. And I think that's why he went on in the first place, right? I think he wanted to like say, hey, this is who we are. It's our frontline workers and kind of have those two coincide. And I think it just kind of backfired. Yeah, I don't know how it's been received. I think it's a great ad, right? I mean, I think that's what they should have done a little bit earlier, but then I'm an armchair quarterback. So like everybody loves to say what should be done. And the reality is, Nobody knows if it would have worked or not. So I, so I don't know. True. I haven't really heard. I haven't really heard a lot, but I thought it was good. I thought it was a good ad. And it's going to be tough to really ever get a true read on it, I think, because if you look at comments or if they do polling, there's going to be people that don't care. Just give it a thumbs down. So I don't know how you really gauge a true response to that yeah. right, right now. All right. Anything there's, else? Yeah, there was one thing I wanted to point out. <laughs> Because on the last episode, I made the comment that Molson Coors is down year to date. Coors Light is down year to date. And that is true in Nielsen scans. If you look at IRI scans, Molson Coors dollars are up 9.2%. Coors Light dollars are up, I think, 12%. So I have never seen quite a discrepancy between the two scan firms like this. And so when Jen was doing her scan right up today and I saw the year-to-date trends for Coors Light and Molson Coors, I was shocked. And so oh. I don't want people to think I'm an idiot yeah. for the last episode saying, hey, they're down. Nobody's going to think that, Jordan. Let, well, let me point out that I was talking about volumes two weeks ago on the podcast when I meant dollars. Can Let's just all say our corrections. And what have you said that was wrong in a past podcast? Oh, probably all of it. No, nothing. I don't think you've ever been wrong in your life. Oh, stop, please. Yeah. Bianca, we know you haven't been wrong because you're you're just on top. When you're a legal analyst, you have to kind of get legally right. You should have seen my panic text to Jen last night about the the bankruptcy documents. I was like, oh my God. That means you fit in. You're supposed to have that level of OCD. That's no, that is perfect. No, listen, publish anxiety hits us all. It is and rough. That's why I like to point out the things that are wrong in the newsletter after it's been published. Yeah. Harry likes to go into the doc, kind of take note of things that are going to be wrong and then wait for it to come out. Before it's published. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. See, I knew boom. Gotcha. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, I knew this was wrong, and I was... That's hilarious. <laughs> I was stopped it, but I want you to feel like I did for 10 years. Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson learned. I grill antsy when I see Harry on the dock. I'm like, what is he doing in the dock right now? <laughs> I, it, Why is so he in the dock? I added some verbiage to your Pepsi Blue Cloud story, oh, okay. and then I noticed that you went back behind me and changed some of my verbiage and of my change to your verbiage. And, and I didn't even notice that. I honestly probably thought that I had written that and then went and smoothed. Okay, okay. Change honestly, like I, I put in. I just I wanted to point out that they're singling out Pepsi. There, there was no mention of Coke and Stir. I included that. I just changed the wording a little bit yeah no it's it's good it's good the way you put it is always always better no i'm trying to be diplomatic for all sides yeah i think you were a little more raw beer wholesaler there i was trying to be like even i mean i just know who pays my salary yeah (laughs) i will say that let me say something since we okay we had the blue cloud story this week and i have to hop because i have another call but i get it right and that's why so we were profiling blue cloud 
And I made the comparison of like, obviously it's like a baby dinosaur. When it gets big, these beer wholesalers are like, shit, is it going to be a T-Rex or maybe it's going to be a brontosaurus? Let's be real. I mean, if it gets to full size, it's going to be a T-Rex. But why don't the beer wholesalers push more for a cap, right? I mean, AB owns some of its wholesalers, but there's a cap. Well, Pepsi effectively is going to, why not try to fashion some sort of cap, right? I They own it all though. I know, but maybe it can only get to XYZ volume, right? Like okay. maybe it only gets to 10% whatever, share of the malt beverage industry or something but, like but that. See, but AB had a compelling reason for the feds to initiate that cap. And that was to, competition. Yeah. Well, it was during their purchase of Grupo Modelo. Yeah, right. And right, so they, yeah. that's when the cap was that initiated and Pepsi doesn't really have that antitrust issue, at least in beverage alcohol. But I see where you're going. And yeah, I mean, craft brewers have a cap on self-distribution in yeah. a lot of states, but I think there's no, there's no like public policy reason to do well, that. There's this, the whole TB comment period. There's the treasury report. I mean, if we're looking at competition in the beverage space, I think that could make it's, I don't know that beer wholesalers would love it. And I don't know that blue cloud would love it. And that means it's probably good for consumers, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably a good com yeah. compromise. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. no, it could be. I don't, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but, but yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, if it's, just going to be Mountain Dew and Lipton and these kind of brands, then I don't see a competitor. You know, I had predicted, I said Blue Cloud but may not be here a year from now. It probably will be just because Pepsi's funding it. If it were an independent company, it's not a viable business. Dropping off one brand is not financially feasible right. for an independent distributor distribution company, but Pepsi might just keep it going as a money quote losing business because for strategic reasons yeah, and they can certainly mm -hmm. afford it. It's just yeah. a blip on their income statement. And right. Anything else that we're missing? I am sorry if you can hear that. My dog's been drinking water for the last three <laughs> oh, minutes no. of this podcast, just loudly drinking. I'm like, really? You, you had all morning to do that. Dumbass. Giving hat tips left and right. Waking up woke free. Uh, it tastes like <laughs> wake up honestly free. It tastes like to write conservative beer. It tastes like Lone Star. I wonder if it does. It does. And I wonder if they're brewing at one of the old G. Heilman breweries that used to make Lone Star up there. All right. Had enough of this. I would like to give another plug to our distributor productivity summit, July 27th, half day webinar. Tickets are available at beernet.com and don't, it's woke free. And so don't go broke and sign up for it today. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's woke free. We'll see. And uh, anything else that I'm missing? I feel like there's something in my mind that I want to get off my chest. And this is the platform where I clear all of my psychological issues, lacking friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Happy July 4th, everybody. See you next week.